ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Tuesday, April 11th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. My name is Paul Swan. For the next hour, I am going to get you caught up in everything you need to know about Marshall Athletics. How's that? That's the mission statement today, and I'm excited for today because I've got two people on that I am looking forward to talking to. First of all, about 5.30, I'm going to have Luke Creasy on. Luke and I talk frequently, but not on the air together. So now you get to be a part of that conversation. Luke has been covering Marshall football, covering the beat. He's been hanging out at spring practice every single day so he can give us a little insight on what he can tell us about, how the herds progress so far. And coming up here in the next few minutes, though, I'm excited to welcome for the first time Marshall's new women's basketball coach, Kim Stevens. Been working on this for a little while, and uh, we were able to get a, a break in her schedule because she has hit the ground running. Not only has she been transitioning from Glenville State, but she's been on the road recruiting. Of course, she's trying to build a basketball program, take over as the head coach. Um, You want to hit the ground running, and she's been doing that. And just to kind of go over the resume a little bit, for those of you who maybe don't know enough about her, I really don't want to get into the minutia with her about her record. We know what the record is. If you don't, I'll refresh you. Uh, At Glenville State, 191 wins, 24 losses. Uh, 132 wins and 12 losses in the uh, MEC. Seven NCAA tournament appearances. Six MEC league titles. Four MEC tournament titles. 2022 national champions in Division II. Uh, She was the MEC Coach of the Year uh, for the 2017-18 season, 2018-19 season. 2021-22 season, and 2022-23 season. Uh, She's also won the Pat Summit Trophy, which is the um, Division II National Coach of the Year honor. She's won that in the past. She's also been named a uh, a 30-under-30 coach. The uh, honor came in the 2016-17 season. So uh, there's a lot of things that we can talk about. I don't think the resume is really what we're going to get into. I just want to talk about where she thinks this program is going to go. She's taking the step from Division Two to Division One. How big of a step really is that, especially coming from Glenville State, where this had become an elite program, a contender every year, to a program that's not a bad program. Marshall women's basketball is not a bad program. It just hasn't been able to break through. That's a fair statement. So it's not been able to break through as a program. Tony Kemper even said to me, you know, hey, you know, we, we don't have too many things up on the wall. Look at those banners. Not too many of those are women's basketball. He understood that there was a need to try to break through. And hopefully Marshall's taking the step here with Kim Stevens to be a force to break through and really turn women's basketball into a signature program at Marshall University. 
because football is always going to be a signature program at Marshall University. That's just how it works. Football is how it works. Men's basketball is going to be a signature program at Marshall University. Now, men's soccer has become a signature program at Marshall University. And you can make the argument for women's tennis, always competitive, always consistent, always good. You can always make the argument for softball as being one of those signature programs. And you want to have all your programs be signature, obviously. But if you look at the programs and their success and where they're going, you you can point to a few programs that have had more success than others. And women's basketball is a program that you would like to see a lot of success happen for. You would like to see NCAA tournament appearances. You would like to see conference tournament championships, conference regular season championships. You would like to see all of those things. So uh, we'll get into that with her in the next few minutes. And, and then Luke's going to, you know, he's going to, he's got the task of following up all of that. He'll tell us what's happening with Marshall Spring Ball. He's been watching and observing. We're less than two weeks away from the spring game. Hope you're excited for that. That's coming up here in less than two weeks. And then we won't have football for a while. Short few months. We'll have a we'll have that sort of that vacuum without football. I mean, the portal opening up though. That'll be something to talk about. We'll keep an eye on the portal. That's probably where a lot of the news is going to come out of a little conversation here or there. Who's going into the portal? Is Marshall looking at this portal player? If Marshall loses anyone to the portal, how will Marshall replace those players? And when players enter the portal, is Marshall looking at these players? And, of course, we can throw names out every single day. This player has entered the portal. Will they be a good fit for Marshall? That's probably going to be a conversation we'll have for a long time. And don't forget, we're going to get your text in as well. 304-396-TALK. 304 396 8255. Texter wrote in, it's an off topic. I don't think it's off topic. Texter asks if they have any tips for attending their first game at Great American Ballpark. Going to be on Saturday. That's a good question. What are some tips for attending your first baseball game at Great American Ballpark? I would say get there early. Obviously, yeah, get there early. Take it in a little bit. Definitely definitely go and visit the museum. Hall of Fame Museum. Go visit that. That's something I would do. I would get there early. And depending on how familiar you are with Cincinnati, if you've been to Cincinnati before, maybe you can skip a few things. But if you can't get there early, you know, take in everything on the outside of Great American Ballpark. I would visit the uh, the museum. Take that in. You know, you've got the statues. You can you can always take in you know the sort of the uh, the landmarks within Great American Ballpark. But I would definitely plan the visit to go a little early. Take in some of the atmosphere outside. I would absolutely. Go into the Hall of Fame. Spend some time there. I mean, don't go through just a casual walkthrough. I mean, spend some time in there, you know, just checking it out, finding something maybe that you've never seen before. 
uh, that would be something I would do as well. But if anyone else has got something, maybe I'm overlooking some sort of insider tip, throw those my way. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. But, yeah, I would plan. I'd go early, and I would just take it all in, you know, be a part of the crowd outside for a little while, go into the, uh, the museum. I mean, that's pretty neat. It's been a few years since I've been up there for, for that. So they changed that out. It was always fun. I enjoyed going in and just taking my time, seeing some of the things that they had. You know, they had the, the interactive displays. You know, they had the, all the memorabilia. That was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed, of course, seeing the trophies Things like that. You know, of course, they get the gift shop as well, but yeah, everybody's got a gift shop. But I would do some of that stuff maybe initially to have fun. And if anyone else has got something maybe that the, I'm overlooking, you know, as far as tips or concern, you know, I always look for the dollar dogs. You got to feed a family, right? Go get the dollar dogs. Quick timeout. We come back. We're going to welcome to the program Kim Stevens, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, when we continue on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Still to come, we're going to hear from Luke Creasy. We'll get you caught up on what's happening with Marshall football. But I want to turn our attention now to Marshall women's basketball. She's had a, a running start so far as the head coach of the program, and she took a few minutes out of her schedule to come on this show. So let's welcome now for the first time Marshall's new women's basketball coach, Kim Stevens. Coach, thanks for doing it. I appreciate it. I know it's probably been a whirlwind for you since you took the job at Marshall. Coach, are you there? I'm here, yeah, but I did not hear the question. Uh, no, I said, uh, I, I said welcome, and I'm sure it's been a whirlwind for you since you took the job. Yes, it absolutely has been, um, but it's been a great whirlwind. Now – were you expecting when you were introduced to the fans and the, uh, the student athletes that are in attendance uh, such pomp and circumstance? Because I know you weren't keen on being up there long on the stage. No, I was expecting like two people in front of a backdrop with like three questions. So it far exceeded any expectation I had. Has that been an adjustment for you so far coming from Glenville State where I know you have a core group of people who follow the program, very passionate, love Glenville State, and then you make the move to Huntington, to Marshall University, and is it just times 10, everything you've had to uh, endure or deal with as a coach, good and bad? Yeah, um, I think at Glenville it was was a special situation because I was at my alma mater, so I had known a lot of the people that I didn't have to go through meeting new people and this whole getting introduced to the community in a new way. So it's definitely been on such a large scale, which I think is such a great sign for the program um, because there's a lot of people for me to meet and there's a lot of people that are excited about it. And I think that that's really special. That's one reason why I was really interested in this job. People here are excited about women's basketball. If you could, 
outline the process for me because it's always difficult to leave what is a really good situation to take the next opportunity. So how was that process for you as far as making that decision ultimately to leave Glenville State and to be assured that Marshall was the next best fit for you or the next job that you should take? Um, you know, there's really no easy way to say it. And it was, it was really hard to leave Glenville. I was comfortable there. I loved it there. I do feel like it was time. Um, but I have had a lot of interviews. I have had a lot of opportunities. And this one just felt right. And I've always told myself, and I give this advice to other people, if you wake up the next day and you're really excited about it, it's something you should do. If you wake up the next day and you're hesitant, you're concerned, you're stressed, then maybe it's not the right job for you. And I woke up after, you know, talking to Christian Sears, I woke up the next day excited about the idea of being Marshall's next head coach. Were you surprised with the initial attention once the, uh, the job had become open and before anyone could even maybe make a phone call to you, people were naming you as, okay, this should be Marshall's next coach. I was talking about it on the show. Other people on the internet were talking about it. So what what was that like to find that out? All of a sudden, people were talking about you, maybe before even Christian Spears called you. Yeah, it was nice. Um, it was really nice. You know, I'm the type of person that when I'm in my season, I am very much in my season. So I tried to not pay attention. I tried to stay off Twitter, but obviously things were getting sent to me. I was seeing it pop up. Anytime I would get on the internet, I was getting emails. I mean, it was kind of a crazy time. Um, but I just really tried to stay locked in. Um, we we were going to try to make a run at a, at a national championship again. So I just tried to stay focused. But it definitely got a lot of attention, um, and it was hard to ignore. Did that make it more difficult to uh, do this process, or was that just something you expect to deal with? Um, it's not anything I've really had to deal with before. Um, but it was exciting. You know, it's always really nice to be considered um, for big jobs, and it, it was an exciting time. Joining us on the program, Marshall's new women's basketball coach, Kim Stevens. And you hit the ground running. You had the introductory press conference. You met with some members of the media. Uh, I was there above you broadcasting live, so it was a pretty big deal. And then – you took off. So you had to go hit the ground running, start recruiting, start transitioning from Glenville State to Marshall. What was that process like, and what is it like now as you're on the road trying to build this program? Yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm still on the ground running. I don't think my feet will be settled for another month or two. Um, I think we, we have to recruit. We have one more week of workouts, and then our, our players, our current players, go on dead week. Um, the week before finals, and then they're out of here. And so trying to spend as much time with them um, as I possibly can, trying to get the right people in around me, trying to get the right recruits, trying to pack up, trying to move, trying to change our insurance. You know how it all goes. So it's a lot. Um, I'm taking it day by day, but my focus is really on the players that we have here on campus and establishing relationships with them and letting them know what the standard is going to be when they get back. And for a lot of people, the standard speaks for itself. Uh, we could talk about your resume. I, I mentioned it before you came on the air. We could talk about national championships, tournament titles, coaches of the year, honors that have come your way. I mean, all of that is fantastic, and that is the standard, but you're now at Marshall. So 
you know, is that the blueprint? Uh, is the standard higher now since you've made the leap to Division One? What is the standard? No, the standard is show up and work really, really hard. And the only people that can really comment on how hard that standard is are the people that have played for me. And they will echo that the standard is high. Um, there's not a lot of room. You're not really allowed to have bad days. You're not really allowed to not put in work ethic. And so the standard is show up and give your best every single day. Be committed to getting better. Be a good teammate. Be fun to be around. Do things the right way. If you don't do it right, do it again. Um, and so we're just putting those standards in now and trying to create relationships. It's hard to have a high standard when you don't really know each other very well. So we're just kind of feeling it out right now. And then again, when we get back in July, uh, we'll be full go. Now, will you be bringing some of your existing staff from Glenville State with you? Uh, you know, what's the staffing going to look like as you try to build your team? Yeah, we're still working on that. Um, I, I've talked to some really good people, and I know that Glenville is still in their interview process trying to fill that position there. So all of that is kind of still up in the air. Now, you you coach a, a pretty fast-paced, high-intensity style for maybe the uninitiated. How would you describe what a Kim Stevens basketball team looks like, sounds like, acts like, and plays like? Um, I think first we, we want to be high energy. We want to be fun to be around. Um, we want to play incredibly hard. We want to be the hardest playing team on on campus in the state. That's what we really want to be known for is a blue-collar work ethic, play hard, um, loud, funny, tell jokes, like to be in the gym, score a lot of points, play fast. Um, that, those are what my teams have always kind of looked like. Um, whether it's luck of recruiting or I recruit to my personality or that's just what we kind of cultivate in our, our culture. But those are usually the staples of the teams that I coach. And you're on the road recruiting. Uh, probably it's been nonstop for you. What made you feel like you well, you wanted this job, but that you could be successful? It's It's not only – you know, hey, I think this is a great job. I want to be here. But you had to feel like you could win here. So what made you feel like you could recruit here, you could win here, and you had everything you needed to be the best coach you possibly can be? Um, there's two main main factors that went into that. One, I love West Virginia, and I think West Virginians care about women's basketball. I think that there's a really good – opportunity here to create a great fan base to create a really good home atmosphere to get a really good crowd for every game and even to even get people to travel with us to our game and so I think that being from West Virginia and just knowing how people care about sports and especially women's basketball where other states and other schools don't other schools play in front of empty arenas or they just play in front of their parents so that's one big thing, that it's a West Virginia school that can care about women's basketball, and I do see a potential to really create something special here, um, a little mini dynasty, if you will. That's my goal. Um, and then the other thing is uh, Christian Spears and Brad, Brad Smith are doing a phenomenal job. I was on campus about this time last year with one of my players. She wanted to do an official visit, Roshana Stone. So her and I came down to do an official visit. And from this, the time I came on that official visit with her until now, 
the improvements that they've made, the money they put into it, how much better the Camp Henderson Center looks, uh, the way they're traveling, everything that they are doing, you can tell that you have people in place that are passionate about winning. And to me, that's, that's huge. If I'm going to work for someone that doesn't care about winning, it's not going to be a good fit. Um, and so uh, that you can see that the second you walk onto Marshall's campus, that they care about doing things the right way and they care about winning. And I bought into that and I am all in. Now, I'm sure that goes both ways. Uh, you, know, you have, I'm sure, your ideas of how to further that. So what do you think that you're going to have to bring or see happen for Marshall University to take that next step, you know, be it facilities, of course, you know, the type of player you're going to bring in, you know, what maybe is missing that you think needs to be brought to Marshall University? Um, you know, I, I think that all the tools are here, to be honest. Um, I think that the facilities are here. I think it just speaks volumes of Marshall in general that they went without a coach for almost a month and not one player entered the transfer portal. And that doesn't happen. So you know that it's a great place. You know that they're doing the right things here because normally everyone would jump ship if they didn't have leadership. And they didn't. They stayed because they like it here. So I do think it's going to take a lot of work. I do not think it's going to be easy. I don't. I, people probably listen to me talk and think she's a crazy woman. She thinks she can come in and win the league right away. I'm not saying that, but I just know that there is potential to be successful here um, in a lot of different areas. So I shouldn't ask you if you think you're going to win the league right away. No, you shouldn't ask me if you think I'm going to win the league right away. I don't really like to give people sound bites to listen to later if that doesn't happen. But we're going to we're going to try as hard as we can. What's your impression of the Sun Belt? You know, what do you know about the Sun Belt? And what do you think about it? Um, I think it's a great league. I think it's a very good league. I think um, playing fast, there's a lot of opportunity um, to be successful. If you press and you play fast and you don't have a dominant back-to-the-basket post player, um, the travel is going to be an adjustment for me. There's a lot of things that are going to be an adjustment going from Division two to Division one, but I think it's a very, very, very good league. Um, so it, it's going to be – we're going to have our work cut out for us. Is it fair to say that a high-level program like Glenville State, the one that you built and helped guide – is already close to what many see as Division One basketball. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that there aren't differences, but you know, it's not a great giant leap from Division Two, a high level Division Two program, to Division One. Yeah, I think I've had a lot of teams in the past that could have competed in the Sun Belt. Could they have won the whole thing? Maybe not, but could they finish? in the top half, I believe that they could have. Now, I may eat those words here in January and February, but I do think that I've had some teams at Glenville State that could compete in some Division One leagues, maybe even win some of the lower Division One leagues. So the talent part, there's just more scholarships. There's just more opportunity um, to bring in more players. My guest is Marshall women's basketball coach Kim Stevens, recently announced as the new head coach for the Thundering Herd. And you know, being a native West Virginian, I know this had to really excite you to to be able to be the next coach at Marshall University. But you know, 
your family goes way back in basketball history here in the state. And that means a lot to you to continue that legacy and to build upon that. Absolutely. Um, It's funny. Anyone that knows my family or my family history, my dad was 6'10", and he played at Pitt and Ohio Universities, Ohio University, and my sisters were 6'5 and 6'4", and they both went to the University of Cincinnati. And I'm 5'10", and I went to Glenville State. So I don't really know what happened to me, but it's it's interesting that I'm the one that became a coach, and, and both of my sisters are incredibly successful. One's a CPA and one's a doctor. So they are they are killing it out there in the real world, but it's it's kind of funny that the one that was the worst at basketball by a landslide ended up staying in the game the longest. Well, I wouldn't say that you're the worst at basketball. I mean, you, you oh, have... You can say it. Okay, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to say that. I mean, again, I, I don't have a national championship to my name, and I, I, don't, okay. I don't have this basketball resume that you have. So, you know, I mean, I'll put my radio resume up against yours, but I'm not putting my, okay, basket, okay, I'm not putting my basketball <laughs> resume up against yours. How's that? Is that fair? Kim Stevens is with us, uh, formerly of Glenville State, now with the Thundering Herd. And um, one of the things that Marshall's being really aggressive with is trying to build the culture, grow the fan base, and there are some opportunities for fans to get on the ground level of this exciting time for Marshall basketball with uh, season tickets. That's huge for you. You you alluded to that early. You know, you, we're not expecting to play in an empty arena here. You didn't come here to to coach a basketball team in an empty arena. You really want this to be something special and that the the community and the that the students, everyone can be a part of. Yeah, I I would I would definitely dare to say that I have big dreams that I dream of filling that arena at least one time um, to capacity and, and getting as mo- much people in there so that our players can play in front of a sold-out crowd so that they get to have that experience. Um, in Glenville, we had 14, 1,400 people at a game, um, and there's probably not that many people that live in the whole county. And so I, I think that it would be really exciting to get – people in the stands to get to have it be something that people want to come and watch you know obviously we have to win for people to want to come and watch it we have to play an exciting brand of basketball for people to want to come and watch but i hope i'm hopeful that we can get people in the stands when do you think you'll be able to after your um i I don't know if it ever stops as far as trying to go out and make the program better but uh how soon do you think you'll be able to um, maybe um, hit the ground in Huntington, meet community members, be a part of the community? You know, what's your plan there as you try to integrate into uh, not only the Marshall University family, but the community at whole? Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing community. Um, we're on the phone, and I'm walking walking through Ritter Park right now, and it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's amazing. Huntington is amazing. Um, and so – as quickly as possible. I want to meet as many people as I can. I want to, I want to work for it. I don't want to ask for handouts. I want to, to work to create um, a brand and a, and a fan base. And I want our players to work for it. I want our players to get into the community. I want our players to go support other teams on campus so that they will return the favor and make a student section for us. I want us to really get out there and work for it, not just reach our hands out and say, come watch us. We need to we need to be something that people want to come watch, and we need to earn that. And so, especially when we get back to school, 
I want our kids to really get out there um, and, and ask people to come to games and, and encourage people to come to games. And I know that I will be doing so every day until the season starts and then some um, because that's what it takes. Kim Stevens is with us, the uh, new head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. So, so basically your program is going to be competing, especially with the volleyball team, as far as rowdiest student group at an athletic oh. event. Listen, the volleyball team is on a different level. They they do everything. They are loud. They are at everything. I have a lot of respect. They seem like a really fun group of girls. We were uh, at the Marcos Award Show last night, and they were nonstop. So I don't know if we can catch them. They're pretty impressive, but we're going to come close, or we're going to try to come close. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not saying softball's not, uh, you know, as good as well, but I think the standard has been set by volleyball. So that that's oh, yeah. your line. They, you have to shoot for that. They, yeah, that's a, that's a hard one. I, I will say that. That one's really up there. Have you met Ari Agnes? Uh, how much time have you spent with her? Um, not all much, the coaches? but I did meet her on my – I met her on my first day. Um, so uh, she's, she's great. Again, I think she recruits to her personality because she's a great coach. Great personality, and her players are incredible. I appreciate you doing this today, especially uh, during your walk in Ritter Park. Uh, hopefully uh, okay. we can get you back in soon, and uh, we can talk more about uh, where this program is going. And uh, I'm excited for you, and, and I appreciate you doing it. No, I thank you very much for having me on, and, yeah, we'll definitely do it again. That's Kim Stevens. Thanks, Coach. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Kim Stevens, Marshall's new women's basketball coach. When we continue, Luke Creasy from HD Media. He is going to get us caught up on what's happening with Marshall football when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to this Tuesday, April 11th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's a tough act to follow a brand new coach on the program, but I think I've got the right guy to do so. He is the uh, defending, reigning uh, National Sports Media Association Sports Writer of the Year. He's Luke Creasy. I will always introduce introduce you as that, Luke, uh, for, for here until the end of time. That's your... I- I mean, I kind of need that introduction after, uh, you know, to follow up Kim Stevens. So. I mean, I um, I didn't gloss myself with her. She, you know, she'll find out soon enough who we are. I didn't want to. I didn't want to start out yeah. out like that. She'll she'll find <laughs> out. But, no, Luke's with yeah. us. He covers uh, he covers the herd beat for HD Media, and of course, uh, honored recently for his uh, work covering sports in the state of West Virginia from the National Sports Media Association. And he's got the lowdown on Marshall football. All right. What have you seen? I know that's a loaded question, but um, <laughs> what have you seen so far that you can talk about that maybe Herd fans would be interested in? Yeah, it's just uh, a, a lot of competition all around um, at, at different position groups for the Herd this spring. And I think that's probably been the most exciting. I think, um, you know, when you look at the, the roster last year and, just some of the playmakers that um, you know were on that. You know, a lot of them have moved on, whether that's by way of the transfer, by way of you know exhausting their eligibility. Um, there, there's a lot of a uh, lot of places for people to be able to step into bigger roles this year, and I think that's probably the most exciting thing to watch. Um, you know, everybody's going to talk about the quarterback, and 
um, you know, with uh, with Cam Fainter coming off the, the year he had. Um, obviously, he was uh, six and one as a starter uh, for Marshall last year. Won the last five games. Um, you know, then the return of uh, Rasheem Ali. You know, it's not often that uh, you can lose a fifteen hundred yard rusher and replace him with a fifteen or with a fourteen hundred yard rusher. Um, you know, and that's the situation Marshall's in with Rasheen Ali missing ten games last year, and uh, you know he has the chance. Rasheen does to to come back fully healthy. He says he's uh, feeling stronger than he ever has. And, um, you know, so I, I think you know across the board, there's just a lot of competition, um, and I think that's something that that Huff has wanted. Um, you know, for for the past couple of years, um, and this year, I think you're going to start to see. Um, how good of a recruiter Charles Huff is, uh, because a lot of those guys that he recruited in his first uh, signing class um, should be making their way up the depth chart. That was going to be my next question to a degree is now that we're in go number three with uh, Spring and Coach Huff and him trying to put it together, how have you seen this program progress from the start of Coach Huff as the head coach of Thundering Herd football to I, I right now? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that, that Huff um, likes to do is uh, instill a lot of um, leadership and um, responsibility into the players. Um, so, you know, and so, so as much as, you know, it is um, a, a product of, of Coach Huff, of, of what you see on the field, um, those players are really taking ownership of, um, you know, of what they're doing out there. You talk to some of the guys on on the defense who have, uh, you know, returned from that group that led the nation or tops in the nation in a lot of categories last year, um, they want to do the same thing. And, and, you know, regardless of, you know, who's back and who's not, you know, they're taking ownership of their performance. And I think that's probably the biggest difference. Um, Charles Montgomery, uh, a redshirt sophomore wide receiver, got a chance to talk to him last Saturday. He kind of said the same thing. Um, you know, th- th- this team this year, is extremely, extremely player-led. And I think you're going to see, um, you know, the benefit of that. And, you know, the coaches are, have just instilled a lot of confidence and, um, you know, a lot of ownership of the team transferred that over to the players. Um, and so I, I think that's maybe not unique to Huff, but um, certainly different than, than what Marshall teams um, have maybe seen in the past. Luke Creasy is with us from HD Media. He has been covering the Thundering Herd all spring long. So, you know, we're already halfway through this, getting closer to the spring game. Um, what are your impressions as we get to these final couple of weeks? Um, you know, feel like that this team has really made those strides and they're going to be in a good position come fall and, and camp or – yeah, are there still maybe some things where all right, a little bit more seasoning needs to happen before they're ready? Yeah, I think you know the big thing you want to see in spring is development, um, and that you know um, comes with you know the guys getting to know each other. I mean, twenty-four newcomers, newcomers um, on this year's squad. Now, uh, to put that in comparison, that's about half of what they had last year. Last year it was forty-eight. So there's um, there's not as much new in the program this year. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the offensive coordinator stays the same in Clint Trickett. And you're adding weapons there. Um, the defensive side of things is going to look slightly different, but still largely live in that same um, scheme that Lance Gidry had as Jason Seymour comes in and kind of makes that his own. 
um, and put some, you know, finishing touches on, on, on the install that he has. And I think this, you know, what Marshall wants to get to in these next couple of weeks, um, or a week and a half now, I guess, uh, before the spring game hits, is they don't want things to be new when they come back in the summer. And I think, you know, you look at those summer and fall practice periods and, and you're really looking at, at heavy install. Um, you're not going over necessarily the, the fundamentals every day. You're not going over the terminology, um, things like that. Uh, you, you know what you're doing and it comes down to, you know, to just working to execute at that point. And I think that's, um, you know, that's the important, uh, milestone for, um, uh, for them to get to, you know, after week four, um, wrapped up week two last week and, uh, two to go and, and Huff seemed to, to like where the team was at. Obviously not satisfied. I don't think any coach ever is. Um, but he, but he seemed to like where they were and, and the progress they'd made. It seemed like on Saturday when you spoke with him, you know, he was pretty excited about what the offense was doing. And of course, you know, you have some continuity there with Clint Trickett. You know, coming back, he's um, got more of a handle on that position. But it, it feels like the defense, um, I don't want to say that they are um, – they're transitioning. It feels like, you know, maybe to take uh, from Coach Huff's uh, comments, uh, they're doing 200-level work now instead of 100-level work. Yeah, yeah. You know, he uh, – you know, he, he, he used the – he loves his um, analogies um, is what I've you know, figured out about Huff. Uh, and obviously when Chase Seymour, uh, you know, he was talking about him the first time he compared it to, to Papa John's versus Pizza Hut. Um, you know, now they're in English 201. So, uh, but, uh, you know, you, you got some of those basics down. It's just the terminology and some of the tendencies um, of the scheme uh, could be a little bit different. And, and maybe that's part of the reason the offense popped the other day. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and the offense, too, kind of has an advantage when you get into that kind of situation. Um, obviously, the first real scrimmage of spring um, and, you know, chance to see people go go at it full force. And um, the offense made some plays there. And uh, from the start, I mean, A.J. Turner, um, you know, had, had a big play on the ground and receivers made um, some good catches uh, to uh, to keep the offense rolling. And eventually that defense did settle in. Um, I, I think, you know, he, he was really excited about what the offense did. And, um, but uh, the defense stood in there and made some plays too. J.J. Roberts has been big. Uh, of course, a, a local Cabell Midland product um, who uh, transferred in from Wake Forest. And he's uh, made a big um, made, made a big difference in that secondary. And uh, I, I think that's good to see. Um, and then other guys like, uh, I'm going to mess up his name, um, but he transferred from Texas. Huff uh, called him Ish. I think it's Ishmael Ibrahim. Um, but uh, he's he's up the physicality of that uh, secondary, and of course he's got guys like Micah Abraham, uh, you know, Eli Neal, Owen Porter that come back and and give a lot of continuity to that defense. So, so th- th- that's good to see. That defense will come around, I think, and um, be similar to what Hurd uh, fans saw last year. Now, come on, now you should know that Ishmael Ibrahim which uh, if you don't read the Herald-Dispatch, you wouldn't have found out about. And so, apparently. yeah, apparently um, the newspaper is something that people should read because you never know what you might learn when you read the Herald-Dispatch, Luke. I, You know, I, I like to think that, uh, that that what I write is valuable. That was, that was a nice little, uh, little pat on the back that I didn't expect to see. So shout out to 
MU Thundering Blog, I think is the Twitter name. That is it. You got you got it right. Um, Luke Creasy's with us, HT Media. Okay, you're busy. Uh, everybody is busy, but you are right now uh, at Huntington High. The Highlanders taking on Spring Valley, um, and um, both jerseys are the same color, just about. So uh, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Night uh, here at uh, out at Huntington High, and I saw Huntington came out in kind of a a, a bright pink jersey, and Spring Valley wearing more of a pastel pink. So there's a little bit of a difference there, but uh, certainly not exactly ideal. But I'm going to try to keep my pinks uh, separated and and uh, take in some softball. Beautiful day for it. Luke Creasy, my guest, HD Media, and a good friend of mine as well. Luke, thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Yep, no problem. See you, Paul. Luke Creasy from HD Media. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're about out of time for this edition of The Drive. It's Tuesday, April 11th. For those of you listening on the podcast, I appreciate everyone who downloads the show. And you can get that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You know, Wherever you like to get your podcast, we're there. It's totally free. I had to explain that to my dentist all the time. You know, you know what's this subscribe thing? No, no. You just you hit follow, you hit like, whatever you need to do, whatever they say. It comes to you free. We don't charge for it, so you can download the show and listen at your convenience anytime that you maybe miss an episode or you want to go back and hear something again. So it's uh, something we do for free. I appreciate everyone. And if you do hit that follow button, it helps out immensely. So uh, if you can uh, add that to your routine of downloads, most appreciated. We got Pirates baseball coming up. Yesterday, the uh, Pirates uh, lost 8-2 to to the Astros. Game 2 of the series is coming up tonight. 640 is going to be first pitch. We go on the air at 610 right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Braves beat the Reds yesterday 5-4 in 10 innings. Game 2 is set for tonight at 720 in Atlanta. Guardians beat the Yankees 3-2. Game 2 tonight, 6-10. That's going to be at Progressive Field. So a busy night in baseball. Uh, the new rules, I seem to like them a little bit more because games are ending a little earlier. Um, it's been fun. You can listen to a game and then not go into 10, 11, 12. And now I'm one for when a game ends, a game ends. But I've really enjoyed the fact that you know, games seem to have a little bit more flow. And you know what? I'm not staying up all night long catching a game. Unless you really like staying up late all night long listening to sports. Then maybe this isn't your thing. With that said, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Until then, if you want to find more of what I'm into, you can follow me on Twitter at Paul Swan. And I've got links to all kinds of crazy platforms I'm on. You know, when Twitter implodes, if that ever happens, I'm on all these new platforms. I'm looking for new social media platforms all the time. I'm trying to find the next MySpace. So um, if you find a new social media platform I need to be on, let me know. Have a great night, everyone. We'll talk tomorrow. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.